1: All right, welcome back to the uh, CFP Nation All-America Podcast Part 2 this week. Uh, we are going to discuss uh, a fun project we've been working on at SportingNews.com uh, with the, the NBA draft approaching. Uh, there's been some talk out there about, you know, the, the most hyped draft picks of all time. Of course, Victor Wembanyana is the prize for the, for the NBA draft uh, coming up in a, in a week or two and it got us to thinking i mean he's been compared to lebron james like legit compared to lebron james and and we are um we we started to talk about some of the most hyped draft picks across all sports we came out with 50 names uh, a group of us uh, did some research and everything like that um and so in our list of 50 which will be published the week of the nba draft um we of uh, discovered 17 we had 17 of the 50 were college football players um you know and um so on this podcast we want to talk about the some of those 17 college players the most hyped uh draft picks of all time bill you worked hard on this uh list give me some of the guys that you had fun kind of not only like as we were trying to figure out who the most hyped guys were but as you're researching them just kind of smiling at the at the hype at the time of some of these guys some of whom
3: Right. And and the, so we at length to, to explain the project a little bit, it was tough. The football side of it was the hardest because so NHL phenoms, by the time they're 18, then most of them are Canadian guys. They're 18 to the draft. A lot of the NBA guys were the LeBron and the Wemby and the guys that are 18 and there's no college to the draft. Now there were college guys as part of the NBA. MLB, same thing. It's like you really think about what a baseball phenom is and and how hype has changed from baseball cards to social media and and those kind of things and then so NFL was the hardest for me because you and I deal with this more than more so than some of the other guys on our panel because hype to me starts in high school actually hype probably starts in 8th grade now then gets through high school, did they live up to the hype when they get to college to the NFL? That was a key parameter. So a guy like Terrell Pryor, for example, didn't make this list because the hype on him was more high school, and by the time he was a supplemental draft pick. Um, Right. So We were
1: were trying to focus on like like the Wimbaniata, like leading up to the draft, people saying these outrageous things about these guys, and the expectations were just outlandish.
3: And you had a good example. I mean, I'll, I'll actually turn it to you here. So you can say Reggie Bush was a guy on here that from my end, Reggie Bush was a, we all know the Fresno state run. That's Reggie Bush to me. Like you saw the (laughs) Fresno state run, you saw the ridiculous highlight tape. You saw an athlete that the hype on him through the college football season was, is a running back going to get drafted? Number one, I was a, I'm a Green Bay fan, as we talked about at length on here. And Green Bay actually had a bad year that year. And I remember thinking, well, if it tanks far enough, maybe we could get Reggie Bush to to go with Favre. So, I mean, that's the kind of hype we're talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, he was unbelievable. You know, I put some of the uh, I watched some of the highlights of these guys and they will be in your story. Little clips of some of these uh, 50, 50 players. And it was just fun getting lost in the highlights sometimes. And I think Reggie Bush's were the most fun of everybody. I mean, Bo Jackson's were fun too, for sure. And Bosworth, too, right. <laughs> Holy mackerel. but, um, but, uh, yeah, Reggie Bush, I mean, he hurdled guys, he had the speed, he had everything. I thought he was going to be the best running back in NFL history personally. And I just could not believe that Texans would consider taking Mario Williams ahead of him. I was shocked. I remember exactly where I was when I found out Mario Williams was going to be the pick over Reggie Bush. I thought it was a huge mistake, um, but uh, it ended up, you know, Reggie did not quite live up to expectations. He never made a Pro Bowl. He did score 58 touchdowns in the NFL, which is a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, he was he was definitely – he had the hype. He won the Heisman. He won a national t- championship, almost won another national championship. Like, he definitely um, – he was he was as high profile a guy heading into the draft um, as as some of these other guys we're talking about now. Let's uh, we can move on to Davion Clowney, right? He was the number one high school player, like you were talking about. The hype with him started in high school. Uh, he stayed home to play at South Carolina. Um, freshman, he had a great year: uh, eight sacks, five forced fumbles, and then sophomore years when he really took off. He won the Hendricks award as uh, the best uh, like defensive end and was a Nagurski finalist, sixth in the Heisman voting. And there was talk. Should he sit out his junior year? Do you remember that? He was like, he's all he can do is hurt his stock. He would be the number one pick already. Should he hurt his stock? And then I think it was, it was the end of his sophomore year. Of course, was that, that famous output outback bowl hit. Right.
3: All right. Well, uh, so, I, when I was living down in Charlotte, I was doing some Friday night. My wife, Kimberly, worked for the Rock Hill Herald. So, on Friday nights, and you know, it was I was doing fantasy for us at fantasy sports for us at SN. So, I get bored, as you know. And I was like, I'm going to go cover some high school games on Friday and see what happens. And I talked to Barry Byers, the sports editor at the time. He passed away since he's this high school legend. And he said, You have to go watch South point. He just kept telling me that you got to go. I'm going to send you to South point. So I was like, good. Um, and the first thing I s- hear in the press box when I walk in is I heard like one of the dads or whatever, they was like, have you seen that defensive end for South point yet? So I'm like oblivious to all this. And well, in walks this six, six sophomore <laughs> who was taller than everybody else. I, I was like, Oh, okay, there's him. And then the first play he took a tackle with one hand, Tackles probably 250 shoves him all the way back in the backfield. And I'm like, all right. And Ryan Fagan can back this up because he did some of this too. Um, we, he did something phenomenal every week. And, and that was the thing. Um, he, you, I called my buddies that night and I said, well, that guy's going to play in the NFL. His name's Jadavion Clowney. Um, so, and he played with Stefan Gilmore. And they had just NFL players all over the field. So it was very cool seeing him in high school because that hype by the time he was a senior, this is what we're talking about. His hype, I think his hype in high school was probably greater than when he was at South Carolina, even after he hit Vincent Smith. And then it went up a notch at the combine when he put on a show that he did. What did what did we decide? He ran the 40 and it was like four, five, three. Um you don't find athletes like that. And it's kind of the same as Reggie Bush, Bill. Has he been that franchise changer at the next level? No, but he's had a solid NFL career.
1: I mean, I think he may have set the ESPN record for most replays of one single play with that.
3: (laughs) Well, I got a story about that too, is I remember at SEC media day, they said, is that the hardest you've ever hit somebody? And he said, no. And I was at the game where he, he was referencing the hit he had there was a punt and the South point punt returner was running it back. And the, t- the guy for the other team, I think it was like the AFC Rangers or something was, and Clowney peeled back on the kid and just crushed him. It was like the Don Beebe hit in the NFL, like that kind of hit. The kid was down on the ground. And my, like I said, my wife Kimberly was at the game and I said, uh, you may have to go back to work because this, I, he, he just, he destroyed that kid. I don't, I hope he's alive. Um, fortunately, the kid got up and we went from there, but um, it, it was the, that was the biggest hit I've seen on a high school field. So mm-hmm. I, I just because the the Michigan guy's helmet popped off, which is iconic. Um, I, I believe Jadavion when he said it, he really, this high school kid, he just, I'm sure it's on a highlight tape suit somewhere.
1: Now, Vincent Smith didn't get hurt either, right? He mm-hmm. got up.
3: It just got up. That was just was, he just needed to buckle his chin strap a little tighter.
1: Yeah, we we, we weren't we weren't sure the head was not still in the helmet. After the <laughs> right, <hit>. right. <laughs> well, relief that it was it was uh, still attached to his body on that one. But uh, yeah, forced the fumble, got the recovery, and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, so he was a fun one. You give me
3: somebody you liked, uh, kind of researching from the list from the college oh, football. I mean, I I go back to, it's another running back. It's Adrian Peterson is the one that I, just because of the discussion, the hype was different then. And, And I always tell people that it's like, so the hype around Peterson at the time, there was no social media. It was a lot of the hype of Peterson was a side effect of Maurice Claret, who was trying to leave early for the NFL draft at the time. And I remember Mike Williams, the USC receiver was trying to leave for the NFL draft at the time. And then the conversation spilled down to high school where I remember there was this narrative around Adrian Peterson, where I, I remember a story where they were like, yeah, he could play for the Cowboys now as a senior in high school. And I'm like, get out of here, you know, like, and then I saw his first run at Oklahoma and I was like, yeah, he could probably play for the Cowboys now. He's as a freshman. And that's, Part of the hype, part with the newer age hype, is I don't think Clowney could have played straight from high school to the NFL because you need the weight room, you need those things. Right. Adrian Peterson's one of the few players that I thought could probably do it right away, and there's not many. Um, it had, another it have
1: to be a have to be a skill position guy rather than uh, you know like an line, interior line lineman, lineman like right? That
3: because you see the difference in a high school kid after one year in the weight room, I always use uh, local Jack Sawyer and Sonny styles here in Pickerington. I've seen them after one year in Ohio state's weight room. And I'm like, yeah, now they look different. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think Peterson's one of the exceptions to that where I was like, okay, yeah, he could probably play in the NFL now. And he, he obviously was was ahead of everybody else, and and I think that was a case where the hype, being from Texas, helped and um, put together a great career.
1: So one guy I had a ball with was Brian Bosworth, who was very hyped um, coming out of Oklahoma, and he he his story was weird. He he graduated early, uh, but still had a year's worth of eligibility to Oklahoma, and was kind of threatening to go back to Oklahoma for another season if he didn't get drafted by the team that he wanted to be drafted by. He was in the conversation for the number one pick. Vinny Testaverde was the number one pick by the Bucks. Um He was looking at the two, three, four teams. He said he wasn't going to play with them. He never actually entered his name into the April draft, uh, thinking that he was going to He, and he did, he wrote letters to NFL teams. They do not pick me or I'm going back to Oklahoma. And he put his name into the supplemental draft and the supplemental draft back then, there was a lottery to see who picked first. And if you, if you won that lottery, you gave up your, uh, I think it was a 1987 draft. So you would give up your 1988 first round pick. If you decided to use your supplemental draft pick, Seattle won the lottery and, um, he ended up saying that was one of the teams he told them, don't pick me. He wanted to go to the Raiders. He wanted to go to the Raiders. He wanted to go to Los Angeles. Um, but Seattle picked him anyway, ended up signing him to a record rookie deal. Uh, I think it was a 10-year deal for $11 million, which at the time was an NFL record. And um, just watching his highlights at Oklahoma. And that, that, that Do yourself a favor, people. If, if, you, you know, Find this story. I've got hi- about a minute and a half worth of Bar- Brian Bosworth highlights embedded in the story. It's um, It wasn't fun to play college quarterback against Brian Bosworth. We'll put it like that. There were about at least six plays where he did the Troy Palomalu blitz while timing the snap perfectly and just comes in absolutely untouched right up the middle and just devours the poor
3: quarterback. Okay. Yeah. The couple things about Bosworth, number one, like, he is one of the greatest college football defensive players of all time. Like if we're just not even talking about the NFL hype, Uh, I I go back to the, there was a 1986 game against Miami. They lost the game. He had 22 tackles. And you think about the level of, that was
1: down in the orange bowl, right
3: at the orange bowl, Miami won the game. You think about the talent difference that Miami probably had against Oklahoma. And, and, Bosworth's out there making 22 tackles against an NFL team, essentially. Um, I,
1: actually, I have a memory of that game. Miami had it in the bag, and then they ran a reverse late as a little bit of a rub it in your face kind right. of thing. Bosworth came flying across the field, face-masked the guy, just ripped him out of bounds, took the 15 yards, but wasn't going to take the uh, rubbing it in your face lightly.
3: Well, and I, I'm just I have the game story up right now. Miami had 53 yards on 36 rushing attempts. So they basically threw because they weren't able to run the ball. Um, I would argue that despite the NFL career not working out, and and he did have shoulder injuries, probably because he had all these tackles from high school all the way through, that Brian Bosworth is a success because, one, we all still talk about him. Two, he's on – You know, things from movies to the Fansville commercials. He's still on them. I still laugh at them. And I remember a conversation with him when he turned 50 a few years ago for Sporting News. And he's still the same. Despite all the heavy metal stuff and the image at heart, he's just another, you know, tough as nails inside linebacker. That's who he is. He talked to me about why kids don't tackle right. And, and how they're not doing it the right way and those kind of things. And, you know, I wasn't going to talk back to Brian Bosworth for fear of he might lay me out. Um, one of the most fun athletes for college football, and, and and certainly some things along the way, you know, the NCAA shirt and, you know, the, the drug testing and all those kind of things got in the way. But, you know, in terms of a fun college athlete to break down for this list, certainly he was one of them
1: Yeah, he definitely was. All right, I'm going to ask you for a couple more, but I forgot my Trochi trivia question. <laughs> so I got to give you the question, then we'll talk a little bit more about some of our hype guys, then we'll give the answer at the end of the show. Uh, Dion Sanders is on this list, okay? Deion Sanders, we can talk about him in a minute, but uh, he, in the 1989 NFL draft, he went fifth to the Falcons, Okay. Three of the four players picked before him are in the Hall of Fame.
3: Can you name well, I, three I Hall even, of Famers. I, this is too easy, Bill, because this is a Tony Mandrich question. So you you, you, you know the one three I, Hall of Famers. I know all I know I'm a Packers fan. I know everybody that was drafted around him. So this is like, <laughs> are you sure you don't want to just ask another question? I, I can probably <laughs> I'm just thinking if I can get these in the exact order. Um, but we'll come yeah. back. Speaking of which, so that's a good segue to Tony um, Mandrich. Well, Mandrich, yeah. But so one of the things about this list, a lot of the guys were sporting news. Um or or on Sporting News or Sports Illustrated covers. But with Dion, I think one of the trends that I noticed on this list too is a lot of multi-sport athletes. And it wasn't just Dion and Bo. I mean, I'm talking about, this is a little bit off the board, but I think one I was talking about was Joe Maurer, who Mm -hmm. was drafted as a catcher. But I was texting this to my buddies, and Matt Litovsky, another guy on our staff, knows all about Maurer, being a Twins fan, he His senior year of high school, he threw for 41 touchdowns and committed to Florida State. He averaged 20 points per game for the basketball team, and then he hit 602 for the baseball team. (laughs) He's the only player that won USA Today High School Baseball Player and Football Player of the Year Award. So I think a lot of the hype to me is when you, even a guy like Ken Griffey Jr., we know the baseball career, he was a stud wide receiver. So like a lot of these guys on this list, John Elway was drafted by the Yankees. So I I think that contributes to the hype probably more so in the past, but I would say that, but like Kyler Murray recently, what was part of his hype bill was, is he going to choose baseball? Um, So I think Bojack, the
1: ultimate was drafted number one in two sports.
3: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. So, I mean, that's why I always encourage and, and it's, with my kids, at least I was like, play as many sports as possible. I would rather have the athlete that plays all Sam Bradford. I remember him at, he's not on the list, but I remember him being basketball and golf. And they said, these guys played all these sports. So that's why you should tell your kids to play as many as possible.
1: To likes to say Allen Iverson could have been a absolute superstar in any sport, soccer, tennis, whatever. Right.
3: Right, and he's also on the list. But back to a a couple football guys, Um, you know, one more I I would talk about is, I think he kicks off the list, actually, is Randy Moss. Um, Mm. He, another 2 sports star, by the way, Um, (laughs) obviously a long-winding path to Marshall, but as somebody that went to Ohio University, I was fortunate enough to be friends with a lot of the football players, and they would tell stories about, seeing Randy Moss on a college football field and hoping you're hearing division one defensive backs talk about when they were lined up across from him that they hoped that they, he didn't get the ball on that play. (laughs) So that's how good he was. Um, You know, a ridiculous talent that probably one of the, you know, because this list you were talking about, Bill, he may be one of the lower draft picks on it because he was taken 22, but that doesn't mean we weren't talking about the hype.
1: No, no doubt. And the highlights you sent me against Miami of Ohio, I think you had five touchdowns like that poor kid was just on an island all day. I'm like, would you give the guy some help? Triple team Randy Moss (laughs) at some point.
3: (laughs) Right. And, And it was that was fun. And then, you know, one thing I wanted to touch on, too, and I don't know if you had an answer. There are guys like I talked about prior that. Didn't make the list, but like the high school hype guys. And we had this discussion in the meeting It's like, to me, the ultimate high school hype guy that it didn't quite work out would probably be Ron Paulus. It was like, I, I, when he came to Notre Dame, they were talking about Bino cook said multiple national titles and multiple Heisman's Mm -hmm. that was hype. When I was growing up now, Jimmy Clausen would be another example. And I know this, you know, the Irish breakdown guys probably have some answers But Paulus was the one where I was like, he was actually pretty good. Like I was watching the Ohio State game a couple years ago, and he was throwing it around. And
1: Paulus had a decent career too. He had nothing around when he was at Notre Dame. I mean, he's viewed because he didn't. He wasn't LeBron James, which was a graphic on one of his first starts on a national broadcast comparing high school phenoms. Uh, You know, he was grouped with LeBron James, and he he was not LeBron James, but. I thought he had a decent career for what, for what was around. And
3: that's, and Dan Kendra was another one that ended up down at Florida state. Like I, that was hype when I was growing up because it was again, this whole idea of this list we did the way that hype it, it it has gone from like word of mouth, which, you know, when we were growing up reading the magazines like sporting news, and then it kind of went from internet hype and, and TV hype. And now it's, social media like Zion Williamson is the ultimate example of i think to me it was like i would see one of his high school dunks every single day before he went to duke on on twitter or facebook and they're still on there so those highlight the highlight reel hype is is what it is now
1: yeah yeah so Anyway, all right, we encourage everyone to keep an eye out. Sportingnews.com. I'm sure you will tweet it out. I will tweet it out when it's published as well. Uh, really fun project. Uh, it's a, the next um, project from our series called SN50. Uh, the first SN50 project was the 50 greatest individual seasons of all time. Uh, Shohei Otani, uh, you know, doing what he did, kind of prompted that, you um, Prompted that list. And of course, his latest season probably belongs on that list now, too. It's already outdated because Otani's already outdone himself. Um, and now that this SN 50 is the most hyped draft prospects of all time. We'll have that out pretty soon. All right, let's go back to the trivia question. But it sounds like you're ready to just relive that draft One, two, three, five, I already know the nineteen eighty-nine draft. Deion Sanders went fifth overall. He was hyped. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um Let's let's go through one through four. You seem to know it. Um, the who pay? Who was? Who I don't know first. who
3: was. I, I might get the order wrong on three who and four, first? but we'll see. Uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman uh, went to
1: the Cowboys out of UCLA. Uh, Next up, second pick went to
3: Green Bay. Took Tony. Green Bay Packers.
1: They took Tony Mandarich of Michigan State. How did that work out, Bill?
3: Not well. When you look at the next, this is the conversation we had in the hype meeting and. You know, one of our editors, Mike Adams, was like, oh, you know, Mandrich, I'm not sure. I was like, look at the next three names. I was like, look <laughs> at the next three names and tell me he wasn't hype. So what are those next three names? Is Derek Thomas next? Incorrect. He's fourth then. So yes. Barry Sanders is next.
1: The third pick, the Detroit Lions, took Barry Sanders out of Oklahoma State. How'd that work out? Pretty uh, good. Not,
3: okay. Well, I would still argue that. So I wrote an alternate thing for us a couple years ago. It's like. If Green Bay would have taken Barry Sanders, these things would have happened. So I don't know <laughs> if they would have got Brett Favre. So I'm going to say the Packers still won that one, even though as painful as it is. Um, Derek Thomas was next. To the to Chiefs.
2: To of course. The late,
3: who people, I think, got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, you know, tragically died young. Well, He's the next best pass rusher to Lawrence Taylor in my lifetime off the edge so you know you did i think he had seven sacks in a game for kansas city once and then um Dion De- De- after that so the the worst part about it is i had to watch barry sanders run all over the packers and i had to watch aikman beat the packers in the playoffs and i had to watch Dion pick six and, and do everything he did against green bay so it's that is a particularly painful draft for green bay fans um I should, an known easy, I should yeah. have done that
1: when I came up with the, with the,
3: because I don't know if there's another draft that has four Hall of Famers in the first five. Five picks. And uh, Mandrich is on our hype list because, you know, Sports Illustrated article, offensive. Incredible bulk. The headline uh, was The Incredible Bulk on Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And battled some substance abuse issues and then returned and played three seasons. So it, it's, it's a fun project It was fun to put together. I, I think it'll, generate some reactions because we all have those when i was asking some some of the dads at lacrosse practice i was like who's the most hyped athlete you can remember and i gave them all our parameters and a lot of the names that they were spitting out are, are going to end up on this list
1: yeah yeah it's a fun list and uh, we'll see what happens with mr Wimbanyana. he is uh you know, I've seen people say he could be the best player in the league in three years. And, uh, he's only 19, I think. So, um, that would be something, but we will see. Yeah, it was a very fun project to put together. So we hope you enjoyed the college football portion of that. We will be back next week. Of course. Um, thank you again for listening on, uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify. And, uh, we'll be down to 10 weeks next week, Bill, Between between, uh, now and week zero. So, uh, We uh, enjoy everybody. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we will see you next week.